0: Why is it Good Friday? Why is it Good Friday? Years ago, I wondered that question. Why would the day on which Jesus, the Son of God, is crucified, is first of all mocked and gone through trials and beaten, and then crucified, why would it be called Good Friday? The passage of scripture that we're about to read helps to answer that question. Mark Autard did a beautiful job of reading from Matthew's Gospel, chapter 27, and I direct your attention there once again, and we will continue to read from where Mark finished, in Matthew 27, <clears throat> verse 45, where it says this. At noon, darkness fell across the whole land until three o'clock. At about three o'clock, Jesus called out with a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lema sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Some of your Bibles say, why have you forsaken me? Some of the bystanders misunderstood and thought he was calling for the prophet Elijah. One of them ran and filled a sponge with sour wine, holding it up to him on a reed stick so he could drink. But the rest said, wait, let's see whether Elijah comes to save him. Then Jesus shouted out again, and he released his spirit. At that moment, the curtain in the sanctuary of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook, rocks split apart, and tombs opened. The bodies of many godly men and women who had died were raised from the dead. They left the cemetery after Jesus' resurrection, went into the holy city of Jerusalem, and appeared to many people. The Roman officer and the other soldiers at the crucifixion were terrified by the earthquake and all that had happened. They said, this man truly was the Son of God. And many women who had come from Galilee with Jesus to care for him were watching from a distance. Among them were Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Joseph, and the mother of James and John, the sons of Zebedee. Why is it Good Friday? How could anyone possibly call it that? Well, here, my friends, are some of the reasons why. First of all, it is Good Friday because as a result of Jesus' death, you and I can now be personally in touch with God. We can be personally in touch with God. This precious truth is taught to us from verses 50 and, and 51. Here it is once again, verse 50. Then Jesus shouted out again and he released his spirit. At that moment, the curtain in the sanctuary of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. From top to bottom. It says At the moment when Jesus died, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. Now, please follow me, follow me in the thinking, and I believe you can be, you should be overwhelmed with the truth, with the truth contained in that that statement there. The curtain of the temple was torn in two. Of course, the question, the question you and I would be asking is what curtain is this referring to? And, and why is it so significant? Why? Uh, by the way, some of your Bible translations refer to it as the veil. Maybe your Bible translation doesn't use the word curtain and maybe says the veil was broken in two instead of the word curtain. To understand what is being talked about, you and I need to be aware that the the temple in Jerusalem was the main place of worship for the Jewish people of that day. The temple was very large and and had different sections to it. The most special and the most holy place in the temple was what they called the Holy of Holies. The Holy of Holies was where the Jews believed the presence of God existed in a very powerful and special way. The Holy of Holies was separated from another larger room by the curtain or by this veil as they called it. And this curtain had strands. It had strands of blue and purple and, and scarlet interwoven, interwoven into a, a white linen fabric in such a way that the colors formed images of angels. These images of the angels on the curtain in a way served as the guardian angels of, of God's holiness. And in a symbolic way, The angels in the curtain were believed to prevent people from actually going into the Holy of Holies, people that should not have gone in there. Now, basically, basically, the curtain served as a barrier. It served as a barrier between the average person and the presence of God. There was a barrier. The only person who could go into the Holy of Holies was the Jewish high priest. That's it. The only one that could go in there was the Jewish high priest. And even he could only go in there once a year on what they called the Day of Atonement. And Hebrews, Hebrews 9, verse 7, explains to us how, how things worked. And that verse says, why don't you read it with me? That verse says, but only the high priest entered the inner room the holy of holies and that only once a year and never without blood which he offered for himself and for the sins of people god, had committed in ignorance that tells us that tells us that once a year the chief priest went into this very sacred room into the very presence of god and basically offered the blood of an animal in return for the, for the forgiveness of everyone's sins. Well, when Jesus died, the Bible says, at that moment, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The tearing of the curtain was the sign. It was the sign that through the death of Jesus, as a result of the perfect offering of the Lamb of God, the way was open for every person. The way was open for you and me. The way was open for every person to have full access to our Holy God without any further offerings for sin. The way was opened. And Hebrews 7:27 says. Declares, why don't you read it with me, Hebrews 7:27? Jesus does not need to offer sacrifices day after day, first for his own sins and then for the sins of the people. He sacrificed for their sins once for all when he offered himself. My friends, the tearing of the curtain from top to bottom was the Lord's way of saying, it was his way of saying to you and me that as a result, as a result of Jesus' death on the cross, you and I can be personally, we can be personally in touch with God Almighty. Amen. And what, what can that mean for you and me? It can mean that you can personally pray and I can personally pray. We can personally pray and seek forgiveness for our sins directly from the Lord. And so Hebrews 10, verse 19 through 22 says this. Why don't you read it with me? All right, therefore. Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus... By a new and living way open for us through the curtain that is his body. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart. Amen? Let us draw near to God with a sincere heart. The question is, are you drawing near to God with a sincere heart? Are you, am I? And you know what? You know what? When we draw near to God with a sincere heart, the Lord says in Hebrews 8, 12, he says, I will forgive, I will forgive their wickedness and will remember their sins no more. Isn't that good? He says, I will forgive their wickedness and yours and yours and yours and yours up in the balcony. I will forgive your wickedness, viewers online, and remember their sins no more. And John says to us, let's look at the next verse. He says, read it with me, in 1 John 1, 9, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Amen? Read it again and just grab a hold of that truth. Would you read read it again? If we confess our sins, he is what? He is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Some of your Bibles may be saying and cleanse us of all unrighteousness or cleanse us of all wickedness. Cleanse us. Of all sin. Praise his holy name. My friends, it is Good Friday because as a result, as a result of Jesus' death, you and I can be personally in touch with God. You don't have to go through some priest, you don't have to go through some pastor, you don't have to go through some minister. You can pray and personally, personally reach out to the Lord in a beautiful way on this Good Friday, on this special day. I invite you to sincerely repent of your sins. Seek forgiveness from God, for he will forgive you and adopt you into the family of God. And you can say, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise his holy name. Amen. Amen. Let me now direct your mind to a second beautiful reason as to why it is Good Friday. And the second reason from the scripture that we read is this. It is Good Friday because through Jesus' crucifixion, He has conquered death forever. Yes. This is communicated to us from verses 51, the second half, to 53, where it says, The earth shook, rocks split apart, and tombs opened. The bodies of many godly men and women who had died were raised from the dead that left the cemetery after Jesus' resurrection, went into the holy city of Jerusalem and appeared to many people. I want you to notice what it said. The bodies of many godly men and women who had died were raised from the dead. Dr. William Barclay beautifully says this. He says, the symbolism of this is that Jesus conquered death. In, in dying and in rising again, he destroyed the power of the grave. Because of the life, his death, and his resurrection, the tomb has lost its power. The grave has lost its terror, and death has lost its tragedy. The Apostle Paul later wrote these words in 1 Corinthians 15, verses 55 and 57. why don't you read it with me, beautiful words. Where? Where O oh, death is your victory? Where O oh, death is your sting? Thanks be to God, He gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Praise God. and John 3:16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. And Romans 6.23 For the wages of sin is death but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. My friends, it is Good Friday. Because through Jesus' crucifixion, he has conquered death. He has conquered death. Tomorrow, Saturday, April sixteenth, 2022. The funeral service is being held for Reverend Dr. Roy Henry in Jamaica. And then at 4.30 p.m., we will be holding the funeral service for Saf Prashad, And this week, the funeral for Ernie Hall's beloved sister-in-law, Loretta Hall, is also being held, you know what, on the one hand, on the one hand, we mourn their passing, these are precious people, dear family members, we mourn their passing, and on the other hand, we celebrate their entry into heaven. We celebrate their arrival into heaven. It is Good Friday, my friends, because through Jesus' crucifixion, death has been conquered. And, and precious people like Reverend Dr. Roy Henry and Saf Prashad and Loretta Hill and all of us who have put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ the Savior and Lord have the promise of heaven We have the promise of heaven. And so we can sing hymns like when we all get to heaven. Sing the wondrous love of Jesus. Sing his mercy and his grace. In the mansions bright and blessed, he'll prepare for us a place. When we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be. When we all see Jesus, we'll sing and shout the victory. One of the other verses says, let us, let us then be true and faithful, trusting, serving every day. Just one glimpse of him in glory will the toils of life repay. Onward to the prize before us, Soon his beauty will behold. Soon the pearly gates will open. We shall tread, we shall tread, we shall tread, We shall tread the streets of gold. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 And then, my friends, It is Good Friday. I want to take you to this third beautiful truth. You see it on the screen. It is Good Friday because Jesus' death can change us from unbelievers into believers. This truth comes from verse 54. Think about what it says. Verse 54. The Roman officer and the other soldiers at the crucifixion were terrified by the earthquake and all that happened. Bobita, we would have been terrified too, wouldn't we? Yes, the Roman officer and the other soldiers at the crucifixion were terrified by the earthquake and all that happened. And they said, this man truly was the Son of God. This man truly was the Son of God. Notice notice how the Roman officer and the other soldiers began to be changed, began to be transformed. One author says, the centurion, that's the soldier, the centurion and the crowd were deeply moved as Jesus died. His death did what even his life could not do. It broke the hard hearts of men. Already Jesus, Jesus' saying was coming true when he said, I when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all men to myself. He says, the magnet of the cross had begun its work even as Jesus breathed his last. The magnet of the cross had begun its work even as Jesus breathed his last. My friends, the power of the cross, the power of the cross can turn each of us from unbelief to faith in the Lord, from indifference to making a difference for the Lord. The power of the cross can turn each of us from hopelessness to a life filled with hope from a life of worry to a life of trust. The power of the cross can turn you and me from selfishness to supreme service, supreme service for the Lord and for other people. The power of the cross can turn each of us from thinking that the grave is the end to knowing that the grave marks a new beginning In heaven with the Lord. Amen. And so I say to you, let the cross turn you. Let the cross turn you from being an unbeliever. If you're an unbeliever, let the cross turn you from being an unbeliever into a believer. And if you are already a believer, let the power of the cross move you, move you into a a deeper and deeper a, a, a more beautiful and a more closer, a more intimate relationship with Jesus. Let the cross move each one of us into a deeper relationship with the Lord this this Easter weekend. Amen. And may your heart and mind cry out with this songwriter who wrote these words in Draw Me Near, near. He said, I am thine, O Lord. I have heard thy voice, and it told thy love to me, but I long to rise in the arms of faith and be closer drawn to Thee. Draw me nearer, near, blessed Lord, to the cross where thou hast died. Draw me nearer, near, near, blessed Lord, to thy precious, bleeding side. Amen. Amen. And here, my friends, is a fourth reason why it is Good Friday. Number four, it is Good Friday because the cross shows us how much the Lord loves you and me. This truth comes from various places in the Bible. One of them for example is 1 John chapter 3:16. We have the Gospel of John chapter 3:16, but we also have what we call the letter of John, the first letter, 1 John 3:16. And that verse says this. It says, "This, read it with me. This is how we know that what love is" Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. And 1 John 4, verses 9 and 10 declare, This is how much God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only Son into the world that we might live through him. This is love, not that we loved God but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. May the Lord's love, may the Lord's love do at least two things for us. First, may the Lord's love inspire you and me to love him. To love him. Do you love the Lord? Can you can you say or or, or, or sing a very a very simple, beautiful chorus like I love you, Lord? And I lift my voice to worship you. Oh, my soul, rejoice. Take joy, my King, in what you hear. May it be a sweet, sweet sound in your ear. This Easter weekend, if you love the Lord, I want to encourage you to either speak words like that or sing little choruses like that to the Lord, whether you're on your own in the home, in your house, or whether you're going for a walk, just Say, Lord, I love you, I love you. You have first loved me, and I love you, dear Lord. And may the Lord's love also inspire you and me to love, to love each other, to love each other. First John chapter 4, verse 11 says, Dear friends, Since God so loved us, we also, we also ought to love one another. Does this truth need to be spoken? It sure does. In the past two years, we have seen the best in people during COVID. But we've also seen the worst in people. During this COVID-19 pandemic, we we have seen seen doctors and nurses who, out of love, out of love for people and love for their profession, have risked. You probably haven't thought out this, this thing very often, but I encourage you to do so. I want you to think of how throughout this pandemic, there are doctors and nurses who out of love for people have risked their lives to people for people who became sick with COVID. I've told you how last summer my my youngest brother became very, very sick with COVID himself. He spent five days in a Toronto hospital. And my brother said to me, he said, Brother Nick, it is incredible It is incredible how hard the doctors and nurses have worked to save my life and save the lives of others in this hospital COVID unit. My brother was so deeply touched and overwhelmed by the love and the hard work of medical staff. You and I should have a great sense of appreciation, appreciation for the many people who potentially have risked getting COVID by serving you and me. And I'm thinking not only of the doctors and nurses, I'm thinking of staff who who work in seniors' homes and in nursing homes. And some of you in this sanctuary today work in those very important caregiving units. And I'm thinking also of the emergency services staff such as Pastor Lisa's husband. and I'm thinking of police officers and fire department men and women who have to respond to emergencies and accidents, not only to fires, uh, for fires, but responding to emergencies on our roads and highways. I'm thinking of cashiers, cashiers in grocery stores who really had no idea if the next customer was perhaps infected with covid and would perhaps infect them. I wanna thank God. I wanna thank God for the many of you who have been showing love for people in so many different ways. For showing love recently by giving, for example, to the Ukraine, Ukraine Crisis Fund. Thank you to the many of you who have contributed. Even this past week, even this past week, we received in the mail, we received a donation of 2,500 dollars for the Ukraine crisis, and the $2,500 donation came from an online viewer, an online viewer in Thorn Hill. Now I don't know, I don't know how that dear person started to watch our Sunday morning services, but I thank God for, for that giver and, and all of you, all of you who have said to yourselves. You maybe said something like, hey, I can't stop President Putin, and I can't stop all the evil he and his military are doing in Ukraine, but I can give, I can give 50 or $100 or $500 or 1000 or $2,500 or more to help bring some relief, some help to innocent people whose homes whose homes and apartment buildings and hospitals and schools and churches are being bombed for no reason at all. Thank you to many of you who have contributed. I want to also say thank you to those of you who, out of love, out of love for spreading the gospel through world missions, have been giving generously, as I said earlier in the service. Our goal is to give $60,000 for world missions, world evangelism by the end of April. Six to eight weeks ago, we were quite a ways away from reaching our $60,000 goal. Today, we have about 12,000 more to go in the next two weeks. I believe we can do it. I believe we can do it. And I thank the many of you here in the sanctuary and our online viewers who will help us reach that $60,000 goal, not for Pastor Nick's benefit, but for the benefit and the love and the support of missionaries in over 160 world areas that are dependent upon local churches like ours here in Canada and the United States and other countries to help them. Thank you. Thank you for your love for reaching people with the gospel through world missions. Thank you. More than ever there is a need for people to discover how much the Lord loves us. Because when you and I and others truly discover that truth we can't help I believe we can't help but love the Lord and love each other. 1 John 4:19 says, "We love because he first loved us." My friends, it is it is Good Friday. Why? Because, number one, you and I can now be personally in touch with God. Amen? And secondly, it is Good Friday because through Jesus' crucifixion, he has conquered death Forever. And thirdly, it is Good Friday because Jesus' death can change us from unbelievers into believers. And fourthly, it is Good Friday because the cross shows us how much the Lord loves. You and me. Amen. It is indeed Good Friday. Would you now?